Thanks for joining us today on the Centerpoint Podcast coming from the Loft on Main in Danville, Kentucky. For more information, check us out at centerpointdanville.com. Who's ready for 2019? Oh, that was weak, y'all. Come on, y'all been singing to praising God. Who, who's ready for 2019? There we go. Man, my name is Jason. If I didn't get a chance to meet you, I'd love to. But the funny thing is, you have spent your first Sunday with us, and that's exciting. We don't take that lightly. Hey, man, we're excited about it. it truly, we are excited about what's to come because we know God can do immeasurably more. And, and in 2019, we expect him to do the utterly amazing as we take steps together, as we take steps together into what's new uh, for all of us. And so, man, we're just, we're just humbly uh, excited that you're here this morning. And, and, and I, I believe we're in store for something special. Uh, but before we do that, before we just jump in wholeheartedly into like the cannonball, you know, once you go into it, you can't come back. Can, can we just stay on the diving board for a second and just look backwards, you know? And, and like last Christmas, okay, and we can say that because it was last Christmas now. But a couple of weeks ago, uh, you guys did some amazing things. And I just want to share that with you all. I just want just, just to, not to brag about it, but like, can we just give God some credit here for a second? That think about this. You can hold your claps for this, the end of it, but like, you guys rocked it out, man. Seriously. I mean, you raised almost $6,000 with your time, talent, and time uh, for, the, for the Jesus gift that goes out to some strategic partners here locally around the world and everything else. That's just amazing. Uh, plus, you served over 60 some odd families uh, with the Christmas Blitz, with foods, gifts, and more. Um, you, you helped ring the bell, the Salvation Army, and, and the crazy thing is, you, you guys raised the most money in the two-day period. I mean, it's just nuts. Uh, maybe it was because Buddy was there and some other people was dancing and doing McJagger. I don't know. Just saying. Just saying. But it was awesome. And then, and then, and then just you, you wrapped it up. You invested your, your time, your talent, and, and, and encouraged people to come with you, come with you to two, basically three services in one day where we had their Eve Eve services and this place was packed full of people. And I tell you all that for one reason. I don't want to brag. Like I said, I, it's not that. It, it, it's, it's, it's the fact of, that, that shows the potential. It shows the potential and the opportunities you have with the people that you know where you work, live, and play and to tell your story about Jesus. Why you like to do what you do or how love built this, how love's going to build this in 2019. Uh, seriously, think about it. That, that a room in, in that orange room over there, just across the way right there, that little orange room and all those strings of lights, all those light bulbs are filled up because people are sharing their story about Jesus, and it's changing their lives. What does 2019 look like? How can we do that even more effectively? How can we begin to dream together? How many can, can, can we begin to at least invite with us along the journey because we just do not want to leave them out because the urgency is here because 2019 is now. Man, I'm excited simply because I saw it. I saw a glimpse of the potential, and I saw the, 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 the opportunities before us, and I saw how we can make a difference, how we can impact this world. And it was simply because of you willing to do immeasurably more. And I just want to say thank you and give God the credit for what he's done in 2018. But 2018 was great, but 2019 is going to be the best year ever. 
But the question is, is how we get there, right? How are we going to do it? And I just want to dive straight in. And if you got your word, break it out. If you got your Bible app, let's go, because we got some verses we're going to churn out today. If you got your notebook ready, you're going to burn it up. Trust me. Um, but Isaiah 43, 19, man, one of my favorite verses in the Bible right there. It says, see, I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing, not old thing, not a, maybe a used thing. Some of you all looking for the thing. I don't know. But this is a new thing, new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Can you not feel it yet? Can you, are you ready for it? I mean, I mean, fireworks is one thing, but this is springing up everywhere. Do you perceive it yet? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I love it. There's some poetic verses there, but at the same time, man, God's doing something crazy ridiculous. You just got to be t- turning your eyes to the Father. And some of us are still looking backwards looking in 2018, but he's trying to do something new. You just got to lean into it and enjoy it for all it's worth. So God's doing a new thing this year. We just have to follow it with our vision, which is centering, pointing, and living. If you haven't looked around, they're all over the walls. And those are action words because we believe that a church in action is moving. And if we're moving, we're doing right things. We're following him. And when we start to do that in a way, it changes lives. And our mission is simple. It's for all of us to become fully devoted followers of Jesus. And what we do know is this, that looks differently for everybody. But when we're moving in a common direction, it can change a community. And that's our hope. We want to start to move in the same direction with one body, one soul, one spirit. And as we do that, man, people are going to ask questions for all around saying, what is going on with this church, with this group of people? Where was their hearts at? Why is, why is it so different? What's, what's their pulse like? What, what are they... What are they doing up there? What are they doing down there? And what are they, what are they doing during their weeks? Where, where, why, why do you read your Bible? Why do you engage? Why do you hang out with those people? He, he's tall and he's bald and he's crazy. Yeah, he might jump like around, you know, in rap sometimes and, and speak in, in the shower a lot. Maybe talk to myself. That's me. But, you know, I even dress up as Buddy the Elf. Why? You ask those questions. That's because I love Jesus. And I know when I do that, people ask questions, and that gives me a, sto- a chance to share my story in Christ. And the question becomes for you. The question is for you. How do we do that in 2019 together? How do you do it in 2019? What's the plan? For most of our culture, we made these little what? Little things, January 1 or before January. Yeah, New Year's resolutions. And on this day, a couple, a couple of days ago, anyone... Anybody make one? Jeff asked the question earlier. Did you make a New Year's resolution? Come on, be, don't be bashful. Raise your hand if you made a New Year's resolution. Anybody? Four people made one. All right. Doing really good in here. There's more than four people, guaranteed. Okay, so I'm just assuming that the rest of you did not or have chosen not or it's just too big of a dream. Maybe, I don't know. But for those who have, did make a resolution, how's it going for you? How's it going for you? Here's the funny thing. Uh, I knew that I'm, I'm pretty bad with New Year's resolutions. And so I made mine about uh, two, uh, well, almost two months ago. Uh, and I said, this is going to be it. And actually, I have stuck with it. And it's been uh, eight weeks now that I am Mountain Dew free. So put that one in your pipe. Yeah. And, and I lost 12 pounds. So I don't understand that, you know. So if you, if you were looking to lose weight, just stop drinking Mountain Dew. I don't know. It, uh, I, 
It just, it is what it is. And so uh, I feel better, no more heartburn, been working out, I love it. And at the same time, I, 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 that, I just decided to go for it and see what happens in the new year. And I wanted to spring, uh, spring it in, in, in 2018 and jumpstart it. And it's worked for me. So I'm just saying, hey, listen, if you, if you want to do something, you got to go all in. I don't even have a temptation anymore, man. I can see a Mountain Dew and it's like, yeah, you look like antifreeze. And just walk away from it, you know. <laughs> I, it doesn't even bother me anymore. Like, I don't even get it. So it just is what it is. Um, but, you know, I do know that we make New Year's resolutions. And, but here's what I know. A resolution is only a resolution is only a resolution if you decide to stick with it. And, and, and what I understand is this, is most of us fail on day two, three, four, maybe a week. But here's the beautiful side of that. God wants to do so much more than a resolution that you can't even begin to fathom what he's trying to do if you just understand or perceive it. If you perceive it, he's trying to do something new. You know, it, it, it's, maybe, it's, maybe it's leaning into him for the very first time to get you out of debt in 2019. I mean, we got some amens on the front row, and some of you are like, I, don't, I can't talk about that credit card. You know, I, I just did that thing at Christmas, and yeah, I'm still spending enjoying last Christmas in 2017 on that discovery bill. Maybe it's getting in shape for the first time because your health is a concern. Maybe it's stop dating that person. Maybe it's finishing that class or stopping that bad habit that you know. Maybe you really do want to quit smoking or give up those tobacco products. Or we like to call them vapes, those new things. You know, Whatever it is, New Year's resolutions are good things. But there is only one person who can do a new thing. And his name is Jesus. And I just want you to captivate, be captivated, be captivated by that word this morning. If there's one thing that I can point to today, it's, it's, it's that word. It's that word above all other words. You know, we talked about it, how, how Christmas comes, and newborn king, and, and Jesus, baby Jesus. No, 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 no. It's not just one day a year. It's an everyday thing. It's a new thing. Every time you wake up, every time you utter a word, it's, it's, it's how Jesus can flow out of your heart because out of the outflow of the heart, therefore, he is there. Here's what I want for you. It's just me. I just don't want 2019 just to be another year. Trying to get to 2020. Let's just be honest. 2020 is what? Clear vision, right? It's great, but can we get to 2019 with some clarity and with just almost perfect vision so we can just jumpstart 2020? And if we can do that, get ready. It's going to be the best year. And when we have the best year, it creates desires for immeasurably more through Jesus in 2020. And you'll be doing things you never thought possible. You could end up in India as a missionary. You could end up in Haiti, Dominican Republic. Maybe right here in this jungle we call the Main Street of Danville, Kentucky. Maybe it might be Lexington. You could be the next church planner in Junction City. Y'all like, Junction City? Yeah, there's some, y'all don't know Junction City like I do then. (laughs) There's some people who need Jesus in Junction City. Some of you are like, Maybe it's the west side of Parable. Maybe it's Lancaster. What about you Mercer County Scotties? Yeah, y'all know y'all need Jesus. 
And we ain't going to talk about Casey County because they just, you know. But the truth is, we all need Jesus. We all need Jesus. And if I can just lean, get you to lean into a moment and we can just draw near, he's going to draw near to us and he's going to change the direct trajectory of 2019. And so maybe, maybe if you wish to look at 2018, if we're just really honest, if we're just really just opening up to this idea and this concept as we turn the page, and maybe 2018 was a really good year for you. Maybe 2018, you got the new job, you got a pay raise, you got, you got the new baby, or you, maybe you got a house or car, or you passed the class, you got married, whatever. Maybe you didn't get married. You know, who knows? But maybe it was even a spiritual thing in your life that you finally figured out Christ, and you're like, man, this is the greatest year ever. That's awesome. It's good, right? But how can, how can 2019 be better? You're, you're asking those questions, and you're like, I don't know, man. 2018 was good. On the flip side, maybe 2018 was not so good. And maybe it was a bad year. You lost your job. Maybe you're releasing, you, you lost a relationship, maybe a significant relationship, maybe a death. Possibly found out some news that changed your outlook on your health. And you're hoping just for a fresh start, maybe a, a breath of fresh air in 2018, and you're eagerly awaiting for that ball to 10, 9, 8, all the way down to 3, 2, 1, and you were up at New Year waiting for 2019. You see, over the next few weeks as we begin 2019, what we're going to talk about and what we're going to do is, is in, I pray that it's in a way that's going to encourage you for the next four weeks, and the goal is to get you to move from here where we're at to there to following Jesus in a way that can change everything. Hopefully draw you literally closer to Jesus and create the best you ever because life is good, but, but here's, I want you to hear this. Life with Jesus, it's better. Our hope is we draw near to him and he will draw near to us just like the brother James says all the time of Jesus in 4.8. He says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. You see, I believe if, if we do this, 2019 will be the best year ever. But first, I want us to look at something the Apostle Paul wrote, wrote for us. And by the end of our time today, I, I want you to get, I want to give you two words. I, want, I just want to just give you something so you can post it. And the reason why you got this little post-it note is, is, is not just to start posting notes and, and, and making little smiley faces and everything, but you know, if, if I really want to do something, sometimes I, I, I take a post-it note and I write it and I, I put it somewhere that I will see it strategically. And, and, and it's as a constant reminder for me. And, I, and by, I, I promise by the end of our day today, I'm going to give you two words that I believe can change everything. And along the way, if you want to write other things down and just be pulled into it, I, I, you write them down and, and, and you stick them where you know you need to have them to, to create that moment of clarity for us, for you, and you can begin to share your story in a way that can change other words. But what we do know is this, the Apostle Paul had a post-it moment. He had a post-it moment with Jesus that, that changed everything for him. And, and, and if you don't know the Apostle Paul's story, he was literally a Christian killing machine. At one time, he killed so many Christians, it wasn't even funny. It was before he had that post-it moment. And he actually spent a lot of time with, you know, a lot of people who hated Christians. He was actually opposed to Christian movement. He actually hated Jesus. He actually killed thousands and thousands of Christians. And his name was Saul. But eventually he found and he met Jesus. 
he came face to face with Jesus and that changed one life, which changed many. And from that moment on, he started writing notes. He started taking notes. He was just going crazy with post-it notes. And, and if we know the rest of the story, if you know the Bible, he, he actually wrote a large portion of the Bible. He wrote a large sticky Bible. Can you imagine? He was probably the first person who came up posting. That's a good idea. Let's post that one. Let's post that. And he's just constantly writing. He's giving people notes everywhere, picking up steam and just, he's literally leaving stuff for us today. And, and if we really dive into this, in 2 Corinthians, he gives us something for us to post today. And it comes out of 2 Corinthians 5.17, if you got it. I think there's something there for us to dive into. And it says this, 5.17, therefore, you've probably heard this verse before, especially if you've been around church. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, Anybody with me so far? If anyone is in Christ, there is a what? New creation. A new creation has come. The old has gone. And what is it? The new is here. You whispered it almost too quietly. Come on, say it with gusto. The old is gone. What is it? See, Paul is telling us something here that what was in the past is in the past. Some of you are still looking way back and and you're like, ah, I don't know, man, it's holding me back. It's holding me hostage. It's, it's keeping me from going forward. And some of you are like, you know, I, I don't even know. I would rather go way back when I look better, when I feel better. Hey, he's, he's trying to allow us to embrace. Let, let's go. Today is a new year, so embrace it. Run to it. Don't turn backwards and say, what if? Look forward and say, let's go. So many of us look back and just wonder, and we wallow sometimes, and we weep when we need to just be doing the opposite, especially if we're in Christ. There was a catch there. I don't know if you caught it. If we're in Christ, we're looking forward. We're not looking back. You see, our past failures only allow us to prepare us for success in the future. And Jesus is a prime example of that where he's just really encouraging people left and right. Do not worry about your past. You worry about the future, and you look at me. So look forward and embrace the future. Constantly look forward and embrace what's ahead with Jesus because I promise you it's good. It's full of life. Now, if we want to embrace the future like Paul's saying and you want to have the best year ever, the best year with your finances, the best year with your kids, your marriage, your school, everything in between, I don't want you to miss this. The way you have been doing it has to go away because if it's all about you, you're going to fail. And 2019 will just be another mediocre year. You see resolutions? Let's go back to that word. Some of you got to post it, and you've posted a New Year's resolution, and you've got it somewhere, and eventually it'll fall just like that one did. It'll fall because the glue stops working, and it'll fade away. You see, they're temporary. They fade. They only go as far as you want them to go. But Paul says a new life has begun, but how? But how? The new, the word is new. And sometimes we, we sort of blaze through it like a Krispy Kreme donut or like a, a sparkler going down and it just goes out. It's like the confetti when you pop it. It goes everywhere and then it sort of settles. You see, essentially he's saying what, something so much more. He's saying, that, you know, you, you got to look at it from an angle of what's never been done before. What's never been done 
Like, what is something that's never been done in your life in a way that you just really go all in and it's, it's never been done whatsoever? In other words, if, if we're going to just talk our langu- langu- language from where we live, maybe we could use it this way. And, and, you know, I have a lot of kids in my house and we try to come up with rhymes all the time. So maybe this one works for you too. But to have the best year ever, I have to do what I never. To have the best year ever, I have to do what I never. And I hope it sticks. Because so many of us are constantly looking back and going to those good old days. Or we say weird things like, I wish I could go back when. Because I play the what ifs. We can't go back and wish we could, we could look like we did in school or in college or the good old days. You see, the journey of life has got you here to this point, right here, right now. Not by chance. No, you want to go there with Christ because God's doing a new thing. Don't you perceive it? And when you do, when you fully embrace it, when you engage it, it will change everything. That's exactly what happened to Paul because Paul felt guilty when his name was Saul. Almost to the point, I guarantee it, he was just, he didn't know anything else to do except just continue to live one way. He probably had a little bit of guilt and remorse and everything else going on. I mean, come on. When you kill somebody, when you murder them, don't you think he feels a little bit awkward? When you bump into Jesus, I go back, I wish I could just go back and change that. No, 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 you look at me, Paul. And by the way, your name is Paul now because I'm changing you from the inside out. Jesus is trying to do the same thing with you. You got to do something that you've never done before. And maybe you have, but maybe it needs to be renewed in a way that changes everything. And so what do you need to do that's never been done before? You see, on the way in, you were giving this little post-it note and hopefully a marker. And what I want you to do right now, right in this moment, is write down this right here. We're going to see where it lands us. And here's the question. If blank happened this year, it would be the best year ever. If blank happened, it would be the best year ever. You write it in. It's, your, it's yours. It's not mine. It's yours. If, if blank happened, it would be the best year ever. And as you're doing that, I hope you start to look at that and you, you hold on to it. And what's funny, that, that, that's your desire That's your desire. God hears our desires. But what about God's desire for you as well? And what I've learned over the years is is, is we can make plans. For example, I wanted to fly airplanes and see the world. But see, the Lord determines our steps. And it was a different type of wing he wanted me to fly on. Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord, they'll mount up on wings like eagles. See, I missed that one. But I finally got it corrected. And I've been flying high with God ever since. Proverbs 16, 9 backs it up. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord determines or establishes their steps. I love it. As you've taken some steps into 2019 already, God's got something special for you. You just got to perceive it and understand he's trying to do a new thing. And if you answer this, if you really put this into the context and you put it into a post-it, he's going to change something for you but there's two words that's going to get you there. And so whatever you wrote down on that paper, I want you to hold on to it. 
And here in a minute, I'm going to give you two words that's going to change everything tremendously and possibly even change the trajectory for 2019. So let's look back at the rest of what Paul's saying real quick in 2 Corinthians 5, 13. If we're out of our minds, I love how he says this because he fits right in for me, you know, especially with my family. If you're out of your minds, and basically the word is, is crazy. I mean, if we're just being honest, the word is crazy. As some say, it is for God. If we are in the right mind, it is for you, right? If, if we are out of our minds, as some say, it is for God. Out of our minds is crazy here. And if you, if you want the best year ever, people will look at you like you're crazy, especially when you're following God. When we give until it hurts and we give more and people are like, why do you even give to that organization? Because you know what it's about to give and how it feels to give. When you ex- it, it just, just start to breathe out and you exhale, you know, just generosity in ways that change lives, it's going to impact your community. And when you serve unconditionally and then you start to just to, to, to breathe it in and breathe it out and you serve with your actions and you, you do it so faithfully, you change lives around you. People are going to look at you like you're crazy. When you dress up as a buddy the elf, a six foot eight buddy the elf in front of people, people walk back across the parking lot and go, you know, it's worth $25 and drop it in the pot. Grown men ask you questions. Did you lose a bet? And you say, no, man, I just love Jesus, and I'm out here trying to just raise some money for what's, what this thing represents. You know, it's, it's when you start to serve in ways that change your schedule. And when you create opportunities to love, to flow through you and not to you, get ready for something more. When you love your, your enemies, how about that one? People talk, 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 talk. But when you unconditionally love your enemies and you pray for them silently, not those hidden prayer requests, can you pray with me? No, 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 you pray for them silently. And when you walk across the room and you ask for forgiveness for somebody that you've been bumping up against for life, people will say, what is going on in this room? Are you crazy? Did you all just see that? I hope and pray that your answer is this. Yes, I am. I am crazy in love with Jesus, and he's changed everything for me. In 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 15, it says, for Christ's love compels us. The words there, compel, man, I don't know if you know what those words mean, but like it pulls us, it draws us, it allows us to go further in. It compels us because we are convinced that one died. He died for all, and therefore all died. And in 15, it says, and he died for all, not just select, not just a couple people, not just a a few, but for all, and that those who live shall no longer live for themselves. There it is. We're no longer living for me. It's, it's, it's for others. It's for him who is greater. But for him who died for them and he was raised again, they're talking about Jesus. You see, we have to, desire, we have to die to our old life, our, our desires, and we have to, to, to be about no longer living for ourselves, but for the one who gave us life in the first place. In other words, when we do this, we say things like this here. When we figure this out, when we start to do this in a way, it just radically changes us. We say it this way, change lives. And we can fake it. But if you really experience this, you can't stop it. It looks crazy because people don't even understand it sometimes. How can you, how can you do this all the time? Because it's a part of you. I'm no longer living for myself. I'm, live, I'm literally living for Jesus daily. 
And when we recognize it, it's changed us. You better get ready. 2019 is going to be an amazing run. It's going to get you ready for 2020. Something really clear is about to happen. 2 Corinthians 5.16, keep going, tells us something pretty cool. And I love it because I want us to recognize how amazing this really is. 16, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. There it is. And for those, you're like, eh, you know, I'm new to this and I don't really know about it. I don't even know. Here, here, is, here it is. It says, though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do, know, so, or we, we do so no longer. This worldly point of view is actually allowing us to understand meaning there is something greater than this world. There's something greater than what we have. Why go back to the good old days when we can focus on our attention to the glory days ahead? See, God is preparing a house. And the song that I grew up with, a big, big house and lots and lots of room, right? Where we can play football on a table. I don't know how big that table is, but I know it's coming. You see, he's going ahead of us, prepare something greater for us, meaning it's not in this world. It's out of this world. And I don't want you to miss it. But we do know this, it's good. And life with Jesus is better. And so we need to be literally pouring out everything we can, not for ourselves, but for him. And so if you're taking notes, here's a couple of things I want you to think about. Maybe some of the stuff that has caused us in the past to fail, cause tension or create awkward moments for us, could be because, honestly, not them. Not the other person. And not the other things. And, and maybe, maybe, if we're just honest this morning, maybe it's me. Maybe we have this issue and we got to address it head on real quickly in 2019. Maybe it's a me problem. Maybe the thing that's holding us back from experiencing all this is me. And if you can honestly admit it, you're going to have a really amazing year. This can no longer be about how much we get, achieve, or receive. When we do it, it's a me thing. We can't live for Jesus and have a me problem. You can't. The gospel honestly looks pretty sloppy or strange when we do this. However, when we, when we do what it says, like the brother James says, in 2 Corinthians 5.15, we live for Jesus who died for us and everything. And, and, and if we keep pressing forward in 2 Corinthians 5.17, through Jesus, the old is gone and the new is here. And so whatever, whatever you once did live for, if we could just allow it to just and turn our eyes upon Jesus, this old hymn that I grew up with. Get ready. Get ready for the newness that comes from what God's trying to do. Now, let's, let's finish strong here. Now, in 2 Corinthians 5.18, it says, All of this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And some of you are like, well, reconciliation, well, well what's that? Well, reconciliation, think about this. We reconcile a checkbook. Some of you are like, what's a checkbook? Okay, let me go back in history a little bit. Some of you don't know what a debit card is. But like we, we reconcile bank statements to make sure that we have the exact type of money, right? Everything's there. Everything's in accordance. Well, that's what God did through Jesus. He reconciled his son in a way that allowed us to be balanced, to have life. And what goes into the, this blank changes your year? Hmm, maybe it's reconciled. Maybe it's, it's reconciliation. It's the ministry of that. So you can lead others to Jesus in a way that changes their lives through the reconciliation that he gives freely. And when we can do that, 
it's going to change perspective. It's going to perceive different. It's going to perceive to become new. 2 Corinthians 5.19 says this, if we keep pressing forward, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us this message of reconciliation. So now he's pushing the gas pedal forward. He's pressing it home. He's leaning into us. See, he gave us life by reconciling life in order to, to follow Jesus. In order to have the best year ever, we have to live for others to live for Jesus. You got to reconcile whatever is holding you in the past, whatever is holding you hostage. You got to reconcile it. And just to have a moment with Jesus. You see, Paul was working with a guy named Timothy. And, um, and he leaves us something here that's pretty cool in a verse and that I believe will work for us right where we're at this morning, if we're still struggling. And some of you are like, I get it. I'm trying. I'm trying to do this, but. Or I will, but nothing's going to happen. Or I've tried that before, and I've made my New Year's resolution, but it's just going to fade. You've already thrown out all the excuses about what this looks like. Well, here's how I at least get you to look, look differently. Here's your encouragement verse for today. If, if you haven't been listening to anything I've said so far, turn them up and listen to this one. I promise you this, this could change your tomorrow. 1 Timothy, write it down, 1 Timothy 4, 7. It says this, have nothing to do with godliness, myths, or old wives' tales, or rather than this. It says, train yourself to be godly. Train yourself, not try. Train yourself. In other words, stop trying and start training. 2019, it's a long year ahead. We got 300 some odd days ahead of us. And some of you are just, I'll try tomorrow, I'll try to, no, no, you need to start to train today. And there's two words I'm going to give you, and you need to start writing them down. Here it comes, ready? Stop trying and start training. How are we going to start training? Well, I think it comes down to these next two words we're about to talk about. If you ain't got that piece of paper out yet, and you ain't got your Sharpie out yet, please get them out. I pray that you, you start writing these two words down and you start posting them everywhere. Every, everywhere that you, you, you just try, you're trying and you start to train your attitude towards these two words. And it starts to change everything, who you are, and life's around you by these two words. And these words actually come back to the, actually the first passage that we sort of open up to in the book of Isaiah. And I think there's some wisdom in the book of Isaiah, and I love Isaiah. But Isaiah 26, 8, it says these two words at the very beginning. And it says this, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. There's your two words. Yes, Lord. Your piece of paper should look just like this. Yes, Lord, walking in the way of your truth, we wait eagerly for you, for your name and your renown are the desires of our souls. Yes, Lord. You want to have the best year ever? You want to learn how to do some things that are new? You got to start to surrender over to somebody. You got to admit that he is Lord, there's so much more we could, we could push into that. Maybe that's for next week. But I promise you, when you start to write this down and you start to train yourself to be obedient to this, 
Maybe it needs to go on the can of Mountain Dew and you need to smack it there. Yes, Lord, I ain't going to touch it. I know what it's doing to my body on the inside. Yes, Lord, I'm not going to use that money in my bank account. I'm not going to touch it. Yes, Lord, I'm going to put it on my cell phone because I know I need, to be, I need to wake up and spend time with you versus get on everything else that's pulling our attention. Or maybe it's yes, Lord, at nighttime because it's, it's pulling me. Or maybe it needs to go right in the middle of your TV screen because you've, you're, you're just so addicted to sports. Maybe it's all these Netflix shows and you need to put it over the remote control. They just waste so much time. Maybe. You fill in the blank. Whatever you wanted in that other thing, the thing that you thought was going to be the best thing ever for you to fill in, what was it? Can you put this over top of it? Can you, can you put that over top of it? Or, or, or is this one so much more? Which one is it? Which is going to allow you to have the best year ever? Is it, is it the one that you said, the blank? Or is it this one that's going to change everything? I think a lot of us are just really honest. What have you wrote on this one? This is what you know. This is what you can control. And this is, this is what you do. This is how you react. This is, what, this is who you are. This is what you feel. This is your emotion. This is how you want to respond. This is what 2019 can look like for you. But in order for you to achieve this, or maybe God has something even greater for you, but you got to get here first. You got to go here first before he can even begin to do this. Because if you do this, you get the credit for it. I'm telling you. And if, and if you submit to this, maybe there's so much more of this that you'll run out of post-it notes. You can't even, you ain't got enough post-it notes. But it starts here. And when you start to share to others, they'll ask question, how'd you do it? How'd you get there? And the only thing you're going to say is two words. Yes, Lord. I started here with just, yes, Lord. And it changed my year forever. And I think to have the best year ever, I have to do what I never and simply said and simply say, yes, Lord. For some of you, that's for the very first time. Stop playing church. You've been here for many times and maybe you've lived in this culture for, for a while and you just come. And it looks good, it feels good, it smells good. You can act the part, play, but spiritually you've never said this. Yes, Lord. Maybe it's the control of your finances or your marriage, your kids, and you've never really given them over to God and you, you say you have and you, again, you act it and you walk it. And, and that's why maybe there's just so much stress in your life because you've never said this. Because you can only do so much, but you can't do what he can do. I'm telling you, you want to have the best year ever? You want to have the best year of your life? You start here. You start with these two words. Yes, Lord. And you begin walking in the truth. You walk in in the renown of who he is and you just watch what he does because we're going to start training our hearts to an obedience of yes, Lord. We're going to start training our minds to an obedience of yes, Lord. And it's going to start to impact everything we say and do. And it's going to change not just your life. It's going to get back to our four words, change lives that change lives. It begins with yes, Lord.
Jesus. Oh man, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord is where we need to be. 2019 happens and it's already happening, but for us, today's a new day and we perceive it, we know it, we feel it, we, we breathe it in and I'm just praying right now that God, you just move us to an obedience of yes, Lord's. From, from everything, not just some things. And man, when we, just, when we say yes, Lord, we, it's, it's, it's a full out blown surrender, God. That we just, we, we bow down with yes, Lord. We, we get on our knees with a yes, Lord. And we, we open our hands with a yes, Lord. We hold nothing back. And we say, yes, Lord. Jesus, I just pray for, for you to do something immeasurably more. And it causes an avalanche of love that just flows over. Father, I just pray for people here today, for their marriages, that they say, yes, Lord. That for their finances, they say, yes, Lord. For, the, for, the, for their kids, they say, yes, Lord. For their job, they say, yes, Lord. Whatever it may be, Lord, I just pray that we all surrender it over and we'll just say, yes, Lord, it's yours. My heart is yours. And we experience something that changes lives that changes the future and just like the apostle Paul when he finally said yes Lord he impacted millions and millions of people because of two words he no longer looked in the past God he looked to the future and he simply said yes Lord God that's my prayer we're not looking at 2018. We're looking for clear vision. We're looking for clarity. And you're bringing it to us, 2020. But 2019 is here, God. May we take these small steps in history. May we take this moment, this time, this next trip around the sun. May we just be a year of yeses that changes everything. May that moment our culture and our generation needs begin right here, right now, by being obedient and posting yeses everywhere across our community. And may it start right here at the altar today with us being obedient and laying this word down and posting it. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. My life is yours. Yes, Lord. In your name, amen. And I don't know where you're at, but we do love to move up here. And we'd love to just see people just walk across the room and pray and love to see people fill up an altar and, and, and to come up here and just post it. I'm in it. Yes, Lord. And then you go out those doors and you start posting those things everywhere for people to see it. Maybe it's the gas pump. And you post it on there. Trust me, they'll get mad at you, but it'll be, it'll be okay. But you post those, yes, Lord. Maybe it's in Walmart and you post it, yes, Lord. Maybe you pay it forward, yes, Lord. And you post a little post note, yes, Lord. You post it. I don't know. You, you, you know what God's asking you to do. You just respond to it, yes, Lord. And maybe it's to your wife. Maybe you have to go say, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to get this right by saying, yes, Lord. Maybe it's for you, woman just to go to him and say, yes. Maybe it's for you, son, daughter. Yes, Lord. I don't know, but I just know this. I want something so 
more for all of us that I can't even begin to dream some nights. And I just, my mind wanders so much because I want, yes, Lord's for everybody. And I want us, I want us to experience it in a way that changes not just our lives, but our community. The whole state of Kentucky, I love this place. I love this place where I call home. And I desire to see so much more because we're just running an empty race and I don't want 2019 just to be another empty year. I want it full of yeses that changes lives. But it's gotta start with yours. And it's gotta start with you being obedient enough to lay it down with a yes, Lord. It's up to you.